0: The opinions expressed by the host of the show are his and his only, but we do hope you agree with those. And remember, past performance does not guarantee future results. Welcome to another episode of Hobby Quick Hits. As always, I'm your host John Newman. Thank you for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Today's topic: wax. You know, I know we did a show earlier, uh, not too long ago, actually, on wax and how crazy it's been. This show is going to be about wax and the distribution of it and what the future may hold and how this may change you know so let's talk about the current scenarios obviously the the brands produce the different releases and some depending on the products go to the retail level your your Walmart's and Target some go to your hobby level to your distributors thing uh, folks like Joe go GTS southern hobby uh, and the like and then some go to your hobby shop level, the store level. And it's it's sort of been in that pattern uh, for years now. And now we have some on you know some new wrinkles, uh, if you will. And you know you got a lot of uh, online exclusive direct to consumer stuff. Tops just did the finest flashback, which was a great product. And they did that with the, the Bowman, uh, draft Sapphire, the Bowman Sapphire, um, and we all know Panini does their first off the line, which has extra hits or parallels uh, compared to the regular hobby boxes. And so there's always going to be uh, new wrinkles. Let's go back to the, the distributor level. Obviously, distributors uh, sell to uh, you know uh, people who have accounts, breakers dealers show vendors i myself uh have an account with gts but the problem with distributors if i may say so is you know they want you a lot of times to buy all the you know i don't want to say garbage stuff i mean the way wax has been this year there really is no true garbagey stuff i mean everything seems to be selling on some sort of level but they sort of want you to buy some of those products that aren't as hot. Sometimes they want you to buy stuff that's a few years old that definitely uh, is trending not in the right direction or sort of stale or stagnant. Uh, May have some good stuff in it but it's not really a a popular product uh, anymore just for a chance to get some of the better stuff. I come from an era when I had my store back in the 90s where I had Accounts with all the different card companies back then that we had Tops, Fleer, Donra, Score, Upper Deck. I mean, I was spending quite a money on cases buying them for the store, but we sold them and did really well and, and priced them right. And so we were successful. But those days are, are a thing of, of yesteryear. And so today's day and age, things are, are changed, And we see, you know, there's people who, you know, it's funny, there's really two sides of the court with wax. There are some that believe that it's being overproduced. There's too much wax. And then there's other camps that believe that the companies probably should make more, that the selling capabilities, there's more room in that class You can pour more water uh, in it. And uh, they, they believe cards are undervalued and underproduced. And the demand is actually higher... Uh, than then the production. And so I guess it depends what sort of the aisle you fall on. I think it's somewhere uh, in between. And I think it can vary from product to product. I think, you know, you, you're reading now or finding out now, uh, Tops didn't com- uh, produce as much of that finest flashback product as initially uh, believed, that it's drying up. You know, there are, I, I will say this, that demand far outweighs what seems to be availability i mean at all the targets and walmarts i go to around here it's rare to see anything on the shelves and uh last year i remember getting a couple uh things uh, available you know a display rack of panini prism or optic and and just seems like going there it's just like piranhas just stripped everything off the bone i mean there's nothing. I mean, Gypsy Queen's even gone, and and any, any even non-sports stuff, racing, uh, the uh, anything is 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 just seems to be just the demand for retail, the demand to open something, the demand to chase. You know, Series Two tops. Everyone's chasing the Lewis Robert out of it. And I I get it. I understand why it makes sense. I I like that car too. So I'm not criticizing anybody but you know the demand for waxes is at an all-time high i'll tell you a quick story i might have told this already on sports car nation our satellite big brother show if you will and uh, about a week or two ago probably two weeks ago now i went into target and i went to target not for cards i went for something else i can't remember what it was but if you're going to go to a target or walmart and you're a card guy you're going to go look and see what the aisle holds in store, if anything. And I got to be honest with you, the last all the 2020s really been a fruitless effort. Any time I've went to Target or Walmart, the shelves are, are barren or cleaned out, and all that's left is an empty empty display box. And it's almost like folks knew when the product was going to be there, they showed up, bought it all, and went on their merry way. And first off, I don't have any issue with that. To the spoil to the victor goes the spoils. If someone times it right, then it is what it is. You know, um, if if someone is going to eight different WalMarts and trying to chase and, and that way, you know, again, that's their time they're putting into it, and it may not be fruitful. So they better like what they're doing. They better get their money's worth uh, from their efforts and you know some may not agree with what i'm about to say i'm not bothered by those folks that clear off the display shelf like some are now maybe you it bothers you if that guy or person is going from eight stores eight stores trying to do it but to me it's, if you time it right if you get there and the display rack is sitting there and you got it you got it i mean that's free market enterprise that's Something I believe strongly in. And uh, I always will be a free market enterpriser. I just think that's the that's the American way. That's what kind of this country was built on. So I'll never fault someone uh, who, who, who takes advantage of the rules that are in place. So, for example, uh, I started to tell the story and then I veered off. But a couple of weeks ago I went to Target for something else. But if you're going to go to Target or Walmart, you're going to check it. The aisle while you're there if you're in the hobby. So I went to the card aisle. in targets, at least here, they've moved it to the back of the store near the kind of electronics, near the, uh, you know, Funko Pop figurines. And uh, our targets here are really dwindling down. It seems like they're trying to really phase cards out. So they usually have nothing or just some Gypsy Queen or maybe some Topps Big League. Nothing wrong with those, but not necessarily what I'm honestly looking for. And so I like to go uh, sometimes. So I went, you know, I was going there for something for the house. But I checked the card out. And there was a lady, I'll put her in her 30s or 40s, somewhere between 30s or 40s. And she had copped a display rack of optic basketball that they must have just recently uh, filled up or, or placed out there and you know uh, she you know to the the eye test she didn't look like your average hobby consumer but it, it doesn't matter there there is no you know look of what someone says but sure enough I'm standing there I see what she has in her hand but I'm also looking to see if there's anything else uh, available or maybe she left one box and took one box but no that was the only one and she made a conversation you know she initiated a conversation with me she goes yeah I don't know what's in here or what player's good, but I know this much. I can turn around and sell these boxes and probably I'm going to triple or quadruple what I'm paying for them when I get to the register. And she was right. I mean, and but here's the example she is. You know, she's showing... You know, she basically admitted, I don't know who's in here. She probably doesn't know Zion Williamson from, from you know, Ryan Leaf or, or either one of them. And so... She just knew somehow, some way, just the way maybe the hobby is so hot, she just knows right now almost any wax that you can get your hands on, you're going to make money. You're going to be able to sell it at a higher level. And she knew that. She saw this rack, uh, probably freshly minted, fold up, and she she was buying it. And, you know, I got there. I was looking at what was left. Uh, I saw what she had. She must have kind of... So I had interest, and, you know, she uh, she was gracious enough to say, hey, do you want one of these boxes, meaning one of the blaster boxes? And I said, nah, to the victor goes the spoils. You, you know, I'm not going to buy one. You, can, you were here first. You take it. And so I don't get mad. Sure, can it be frustrating at times? This has been a really rough year for buying wax on the retail level, at least in the, the central New York area where I'm at. It's good for for me, someone who's trying to cut down on wax consumption uh, anyway, so it works out good and not too many complaints. And I don't really get bothered, you know, like others do, if someone buys the whole display rack out. That's their choice, that's their money, and that's the risk uh, you, you take. But let's go back to the distributor level here now. And so you got, you know, Tops has, has done some pro- products really uh, recently, online exclusives, direct-to-consumer, Bowman Sapphire, the finest uh, flashbacks, which uh, I did very, very well on. I still have my two Bowman Sapphire. But, you know, let's take the, the finest flashbacks, you know. They sold out at $55 a box, and now those boxes are pretty close, or if not, $500 a piece. And don't for a minute fool yourself into thinking that Tops, Panini, even Upper Deck is in uh, isn't in their boardrooms taking notes, comparing notes, reporting what's going on in the industry. There are people in that Tops room that are saying, "Hey man, these these blaster boxes are getting consumed massively at 1999." And so I I have Said this, I know Drew Herndon has said this on his show. The days of the 1999 blaster box are going, gonna go away, and they're not gonna be more cards in that box. Matter of fact, they're probably gonna be maybe one less pack and less cards, but they're gonna jack that price up to 24.99, 29.99, and because they know they can get it, they're seeing people just take one hand and and sweep everything. Into their shopping cart, purchasing everything, they know the market trends. They're they're aware. I know they you know some of their social media. They sort of portray that they're you know they don't they don't know that stuff, but they know and they also know how the distribution works. They know yeah they sell so many cases to you know GTS let's say, they sell ten cases of a product to GTS at fifteen hundred dollars a case and then they see gts you know turn around and sell that case uh, where they're getting you know twenty eight hundred dollars for a case and you know they're keen to this they know and they're saying to themselves you know we're leaving money on the table we're about money right we're you know if we're a publicly traded company you can buy stock tops uh in, in in those companies you know, you've you got to watch the bottom line. And I think Tops, I, I know I keep talking about Tops because I think they're going to be the one that really takes that plunge and, and kind of tries to phase out the distribution level and go all direct to consumer. Maybe keep the hobby shops involved. How you do that? Maybe you lot so much to the hobby shop level. You know, like Upper Deck, they have their diamond dealers, maybe Tops or Panini. Uh, adopts that. I'm sure they already have their own system in place. I just, you know, as a former card shop LCS guy I don't want to see the card shops taken on the chin. I, I think they're still important. They still have a place in this hobby, if you will. And I don't want to see that go away. And uh, I hope that doesn't uh, go away. And so when I think the Tops Paninis even the upper decks, I think they have to be eyeing the direct to consumer model—they see what's going on out there. Again, they're not in these boardrooms twiddling their thumbs. They're reporting in. There's people on the front lines of the hobby. You know, Drew says on his show they actually have people who listen to these podcasts to hear what is being said about them, good and bad. You know what they do with that? We could argue that all day, but I—I I think they're—they're they're concerned a, a little bit. Uh, with that sort of thing. And so you're someone like Tops, you say, "Man, we we sell these boxes at 100 bucks a piece for the to the distributor. They're selling some initially for 150, 160 bucks a pop. Maybe they're holding some back and then waiting a little bit and then selling them for 230, 240. Let's cut out the middleman. We can just sell the boxes to the consumer for 160, 170. And so that box we were getting 100 bucks for. From a distributor we can get a 160 170 bucks back from direct to consumer and that's one box that they're making 60 70 bucks more potentially on the, the, you know multiply that to however many boxes you know they give to on the distributor level they, they they're looking at this now I'm not saying it's gonna be tomorrow with it when a changeover happens but I think gradually you're going to see more direct to consumer products. And it's not going to be one off products. I think it's going to be a slow burn, which I think you're going to start to see your everyday flagship products sort of go direct to consumer. You, you know, in Tops' cases, your Tops, your Heritage, and, and those kind of brands. And, uh, you know, if I'm, a, if I'm a distributor right now, I'm biting my nails, to, to be quite honest with you. I'm a little concerned long-term what what we're going to do if these companies kind of figure out 2 plus 2 equals 4 in a way to cut us out. And, and you know, you can say, well, aren't they loyal to the distributors? Uh, they've been there, you know, they've we've worked together for a long time. Maybe loyal to a, a certain level, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about... What furthers the, the overall company and the goal of the company? And so, again, if I'm a distributor, I'm not feeling great right now, and I'm starting to look at the big picture and wonder what my role is going to be in this new wax world.